is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can subscribe at iTunes for free, Heidi Harris Show. You can also find these at HeidiHarris.com. If you can't get enough of me, and who could blame you, you can join me for my live radio show weekday mornings in Las Vegas, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ. All that information is at HeidiHarris.com. I have to tell you, this was one of the funniest stories I've seen during this campaign season. Democratic nominees, or I should say Democratic candidates, they'd like to be nominees, are complaining about the news media. I'm going to repeat that. Democrats are complaining about the news media. Why? I can't imagine why. Because they're used to owning the press, and they don't like it when the press isn't actually in the can for them, in the bag for them, whatever you want to say. Beto O'Rourke and uh, former San Antonio Mayor Julian Castro have blasted the press, I'm quoting some of this from The Hill, for what they describe as applying too light of a touch with Trump on issues pertaining to race. Okay, I'm going to just read that phrase again. Once again, this is from The Hill. We know that Joe Biden's complained. We know that Bernie Sanders has complained about the media, right? But And Tulsi Gabbard has too. But Beto O'Rourke and... Julian Castro have blasted the press for what they describe as applying too light of a touch with Trump on issues pertaining to race. I'm sorry, did I miss the day that the press didn't call Trump a racist? Was there a day? Was there a moment? Was there an hour when the press didn't call Donald Trump a racist? Did I miss that? (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. A Democratic strategist by the name of Andrew Feldman He said, Democrats are not trying to completely tear down the fourth estate, and they're not putting journalists in danger like the president is doing. Wait a minute. No, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. And I've talked to members of the media. I've got friends who are reporters, journalists on TV news stations, things like that. And they say they have felt in danger. But, you know, listen, you know why? It's because a lot of people, I'm not saying you should ever threaten reporters, a lot of people are tired of the press. I mean, look what's happening with Brett Kavanaugh now. They're drudging up old stuff with absolutely no corroboration, and the New York Times is running with it. All the left-leaning sites are running with it. That's because they're liars, and the people are tired of it. I'm not saying the press needs to be slobbering all over Donald Trump. I certainly don't. I call him on it if I think he does something stupid, like the most recent tweet when he was talking about Iran. Yeah, we're locked and loaded. No, no, no. How about if you just say we're prepared? How about that, Trump? So I'm critical of him when it needs to happen. But really, the press, they can't stand it on the left because they're used to controlling the press. Once again, quoting from Andrew Feldman, who was interviewed by The Hill. He's a Democratic strategist with a focus on media relations. He said the ultimate goal for a campaign is to get their message across, and it can be very frustrating when that doesn't happen. All right, let me break that one down. First of all, the ultimate goal for a campaign may be to get their message across, but it's not for the press to get your message across. It's for you to get your message across. See, that's a very telling statement. I'm going to read that again slowly. This is really indicative of what they expect from the press. He said the ultimate goal for a campaign is to get their message across, and it can be very frustrating when that doesn't happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're supposed to get your own message across. You've got YouTube. You've got Twitter. You've got websites. You've got all kinds of ads that you can run and various things. I see them every time I get online. I see some politicians' ads. It's your job to get your message out. Your job. It's not the job of the media to get your message out. That's hilarious, but that's what they expect. The people on the left, because the media members have been so complicit in getting the message out from the left. 
Recently, the Sanders campaign accused the press of burying polls that showed Sanders doing well and amplifying those in which he struggles. I don't know about that. I see the polls every single day. If you look on a site like Real Clear Politics, you'll see the good polls, the bad polls. Bernie's not number one anymore. He's number two. Sometimes he's number three, but I don't know what he's talking about. Dana Bash, even, from CNN, called Bernie Sanders' attacks on the press dangerous. She said it's very similar to what Donald Trump is doing. Sanders is continuing to undermine the institution of the press by suggesting to people that we can't make editorial decisions for ourselves because the corporate leaders and the owners dictate them for us. It's incredibly dangerous. Well, that may be true, and let's, let's be honest. Can we all just be honest here as chickens? It's all about the clicks. Whether it's Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it might be. Various news sites, The Nation, I'm using a left-leaning example that I was reading today. Uh, National Review on the right. Everybody's all about the clicks. The headlines are all about the clicks. They're not about the news. If you want to get the actual news out about your campaign, your beliefs, your platform, then you have to put it out there. You cannot expect other people to do it for you. And certainly I know in all the time I've been doing talk radio, I've had a lot of politicians who come to me and they want to come on the air. Some of them have an actual campaign. They actually have a chance to win because they put things in motion ahead of time that actually increase the likelihood that they'll be successful. Then there are others who think if they just come on my show, they'll win. I'm not exactly Oprah. And by the way, if I had that power, wouldn't it be great? Because then I could make sure that people didn't win if they didn't come on my show, please. I don't have that power. But there are folks who want this because they think other people should do the work for them. Campaigning is a tough business. And you have to not only try to get your message out, which costs money and takes time, you have to be able to refute the lies about you that come out in the press. And listen, I don't see the press lying about Bernie Sanders. Bernie's out there every single day talking about how much free stuff he wants to give away and bashing government, this kind of thing. They're just covering him. One Democratic strategist by the name of John Reinish told The Hill, he said the Sanders campaign has become a paranoid phantasmagoria. There's a $3 word. He said they're running second only to Trump in trafficking conspiracy theories, and it reeks of desperation. That's absolutely true. It is desperate. Joe Biden's people are upset about what they call an avalanche of coverage regarding every single gaffe that he has on the campaign trail. Well, you know why? Once again, like I mentioned, it's all about the clicks. Because people will click on a video of Joe Biden saying something stupid. Doesn't anybody understand this on the left? These candidates, do they not understand that it's all about making money? It's all about the websites getting the clicks, and they'll do whatever they have to do. If they can get a picture of you putting a hot dog in your mouth, uh, that's always bad on the campaign trail. That will run. People will click on it. People will share it. This is all about the clicks. It's not about anything else. Journalism's gone out the window. Apparently, Biden's allies are frustrated by this media coverage when they included the fact that he said he was still vice president when he met with survivors and the Parkland survivors and that kind of thing. And quoting once again from The Hill, they believe the press is creating a false equivalence between run-of-the-mill misstatements by Biden and Trump's myriad scandals. Hold on a second. It's not for the press members to say, oh, yeah, but Trump did this. Well, Biden did that, but yeah, Trump's worse. It's not their job. That's not journalism. You want journalism or don't you? Biden did this today. Tomorrow, believe me, they'll be all over Trump. They're always on Trump. Simone Sanders was talking about a coverage of Biden's gaffe. She said, I want to be very clear. She's a former CNN contributor and Biden spokeswoman. 
She said, I want to be very clear, this is a press narrative, not a voter narrative. If you were to look at the coverage in Iowa this weekend and juxtapose the local papers and local television coverage to national media coverage, you would have thought these reporters were two different events. Once again, do they not get this? That they're going to pick out the greatest nuggets? You could sit there and watch Biden talk for an hour and he's going to screw up. That's what's interesting to people. Because otherwise it's the same old, same old. Oh, brother. O'Rourke said in a gaggle of reporters this week, he said, members of the press, what the F? Connect the dots about what he's been doing in this country. He's not tolerating racism. He's promoting racism. Hello? That's not the press's job. Everybody else is talking about, of course, the press does talk about what a racist Donald Trump is. Once again, they're supposed to be focusing on your campaign. When they show up, a reporter, they're going to talk about what you talk about. They're not going to go, well, Beto said this, but Trump's worse. Oh, brother. Once again, this just goes to show what the left is used to. They're used to the press doing their bidding and putting out their narrative no matter what. And it's hilarious to me to watch them whine about this. By the way, welcome to Trump world. Every day, all day, the press attacks, attacks, attacks. They never let up. This is what Trump lives with every single day. And these bunch of babies can't even handle this. Julian Castro was at an event. And he said, American journalism and American journalists are so steeped in a both-sides dynamic, they find it difficult to address this moment. It's especially hard for news reporters who feel like they can't break out of character. Once again, I repeat, because apparently these guys aren't getting it. It's all about the clicks. It's all about how many people share stories. And that's about the juiciest thing you say, whether you screw up, whether you say something that's uh, salacious, anything like that. That's what the press is about. But I am so amused at these folks who actually think it's the job of the press to get their message out. I remember years ago, I interviewed somebody who was a writer for the local newspaper, and I don't even remember who it was. And I remember him sitting in studio, and he said, well, you tell people what to think. You talk show hosts tell people what to think. Uh, and I said, really? No, we don't. I don't have the power to tell anybody what to think. I put out my opinion, and you can look it up. You can decide you agree or disagree, whether it's a social issue, a political issue, a legal issue, whatever it might be. You can look it up for yourself if I'm s citing any kind of stats, or you can form your own opinion. I don't tell people what to think. But it was so indicative that he said that, because clearly he believes that the press has the ability to tell people what to think, and they don't like the fact that talk show hosts are putting out different points of view. And I've listened to talk radio. I've been on talk radio for 21 years, and I've listened to it probably for 30 years. And there have been things talk show hosts have said that I've been, oh, brother, really? Totally dismiss. Other times I think about things they say, and I go, what? Is that really true? For example, Bruce Williams, the talk show host who was legendary in the business for many, many years, used to say that publicly funded stadiums were a racket. And I was young when I first heard him say that, and I went, what is he talking about? Aren't stadiums good for a community? Then I looked into it, and he's exactly right. But wait for it. I looked into it for myself. I did the research. I didn't just take it as gospel that a talk show host said it. And I assume that my listeners may appreciate what I say, or they may agree, they may disagree. A lot of them will email me, and they say, I agree with most things you say, or whatever. But... I don't expect them to just automatically take what I say as the gospel truth. Look it up for yourself. I give you my spin on the news. I don't make things up, but I give you my take on what's happening. I say what the press won't say. I say what the left leaners won't say. I say what a lot of people are afraid to say about certain issues. That's what I do. That's what all of us do in talk radio. We all do it differently. 
Some people bang on the table and do a lot of right-wing talking points. That's not my show. Some people do it, whatever, whatever interests you. But bottom line, I don't for a second believe that I can tell my listeners how to think. I don't need to do that. You're smart enough to think on your own. Make up your own decision. I'm just there to put out my point of view and you can take it under advisement, whatever you want to do with it. But once again, I am laughing at the way the left is freaking out about the coverage because the press is not fawning all over them. That's what they expect. That's what the press did with Obama. And by the way, that's what the press did with Trump. Remember, they never asked him a tough question when he was running for president because they wanted him to be the nominee. Once he became the nominee, they attacked him. But they overlooked so many things to get him into the nomination spot because they thought Hillary Clinton would sweep the floor with him. Didn't quite work out that way, did it? (laughs) That's kind of fun to watch the left quiver, isn't it? Kind of fun to watch him, I don't know, spin on the hook, so to speak. How does that shoe fit on the other foot, my friends? (laughs) I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget to join me weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in Las Vegas. KMZQ, it's AM670. You can also listen online at HeidiHarris.com. There's a link there. Uh, You can check out HeidiHarris.com for all my information about my show, podcasts, blog posts. You can also follow me at Instagram, Heidi Harris Show, Facebook, Heidi Harris Show, Twitter, Heidi Harris Show. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.